Welcome back to another episode of the Dual Purpose Podcast. If this is your first time here, my name is Latoya. I'm your host and the founder of Dual Purpose. We are a community of women who are discovering purpose, sharing faith and inspiration for the journey. So if you're interested in that type of content and want to join our family, check out the links below and come and join our growing community. Now in today's episode, I'll be speaking to an amazing young lady called Linda, who will be telling us how she went from a life of living in debt in her 20s to now having a beautiful family and having her own home. So if you're in a situation where you're facing debt or you're facing a situation that you just don't know how you're going to get out of it, this is the episode for you. So you know how we do it by now. Get yourself a drink and let's talk. Welcome to the show, Linda. It's so great to have you with us today. And for those who may not know you, could you just explain a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, thank you for inviting me. My name is Linda. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife um, to an amazing husband, Clint. I've got two lovely, beautiful girls, Eliana and Danaya. And I also have a puppy who is sort of our son. So um, Bailey, um, I must also remember Bella, um, our rabbit. Now, oh. I am um, head of HR um, for uh, within the rail industry. Um, and the nature of my role was really supporting um, executive directors. Um, I manage a team. Um, I commute quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's a, a small summary of what I do, who I am. Small summary. Girl, you sound like you do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, great. It's it's wonderful to have you, um, as I said, and I thought it would just be great for those who don't know you, um, just to throw out a couple of quick fire questions that you haven't had time to prepare for. Um, I promise it won't be too personal. <laughs> so let's start nice and easy. What is your favourite colour? Orange. Okay. And a holiday destination on your bucket list? Dubai. Oh, lovely. Dubai seems to be a hotspot at the moment. Everybody's going to Dubai or Greece, it seems like. I am going to Greece in June, actually. So, <laughs> see the point. <laughs> do you speak another language? Oh dear, yes, I do. So I speak three. Um, uh -huh. I learned German and French and Spanish and Italian. Um, oh, I spoke wow. my GCSEs. Um, so yes, I do love. Do you remember speak. much? Um, yeah. So it does come back to me. So um, oh, and actually, um, I am Dutch. So <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, my first language is actually Dutch. Um, and when I go back to the Netherlands, um, it just naturally comes back to me. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to be a little bit cheeky in a language of your choice, because it sounds like you have a list to choose from. Could you just, <laughs> could you just welcome the show? You know, welcome to the Dual Purpose podcast. My name is Linda. Oh, yeah. So, goedenavond. My name is Linda, um, and welcome to the um, Dual Purpose podcast with Latoya. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. And the final question is, what is the best advice that you have ever been given? So, the best advice. So, um, I would say when I started my role within the um, rail industry, um, I met this lovely lady called Rona, and she said to me, Linda, you know what? You are running your own race. You choose how fast you want to go or how slow you want to go, but you're not in competition with anyone. And that was just when I was in the middle of my HR career, um, and I love spending time with people that have. Um, 
that what elderly people with that's got wisdom and that maturity and she just sat me one time down and said you know what you're running your own race there's no competition and you just go for it and that's one thing that whoever I speak to my children or members of my team that I that I line manage and also support and inspire is that you know what your race you 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 are you you are the own person in this race and you are the champion and just go for it I love that because we're living in a generation where there is so much competition, especially with social media and TV and magazines. And there's lots of comparison and people feeling like if I'm not at a certain place that mm. she or he looks like they're at, because let's be honest, social media is not always real. Yes. Uh, you know, there's just so much competition and people just put so much pressure on themselves. And it's really just like run your race, be who you have been called to be yes. and be the best version of yourself. So, yeah, yeah. I really do love that that advice. So today you've joined us to talk about how to get out of debt. So I know a little bit of your story, your incredible story. Um, and that's one of the reasons I wanted you on this show, because I think the parts of your life that I know about, you are just such a blessing to other people. Um, and I love that you are open to sharing your story because there's so much power and healing in that, um, not only for yourself, but also for the people that you are yeah. being a blessing to. So um, would you mind just telling us a little bit about how you got into debt and how that journey really started? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. So this goes back about, gosh, about 15 years ago, where um, my husband now, and we've been together for a long time, say a long time, since we were 15, so you, you guys can work out the math yourself. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, we, we, we got married at age of 24 and we had two young children at the time. And um, as life comes and you've got to pay bills. And um, again, so going back to what Latoya was just saying, we weren't necessarily comparing ourselves to other people, but we needed things like a car. We had two young kids. Um, I, I'm quite determined and I wanted to work and focus on my career. So the girls needed to go to nursery that costed like an arm and a leg um, and managing like household bills that I, I, I personally think that because we had the girls at a long age and, and, and I'm talking about this from a positive perspective, we, we immediately had to learn about managing life managing um household uh, household bills and, and and things that we probably didn't really calculated or was really prepared for so mm -hmm. we got things like or i got things like because i was um, i was like okay i'm sure there's a solution to this rather than buying a car a car that maybe cost maybe um, i don't know thousands or thousand pounds it's like okay let's get the car on high purchase i'm sure we can manage and pay this on a monthly installment because it looks good right get a nice fancy <laughs> car and i can pay 180 pounds because it sounds like a small amount of number if your household income it says, I don't know, 1,800, I'm just picking up. And then you've got rent then to pay, that is about, mm -hmm. what, 600 pounds. And then you forget about gas, water, electricity. Um, you're not only feeding two adults, you've got two little children that's depending on you. So before we knew it, it was like, oh gosh, we had, um, and I've got a list here, mobile phone bill, we had um, a car that was on higher purchase, um, we had electricity and gas and water, and then, we weren't really prioritizing what we needed to pay. So mm -hmm. over a period of time, before I knew it, 
I personally was in debt for about £15,000. Mm. Um, and that is including the cost of the higher purchase car. How old so, were you at that time when you were in that amount of debt? So we got married when I was 24. So I would say probably by 26. Okay. 26. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were things like, so we had, so I had Ellie, or we had Ellie when I was 20, and I was at university the second year. And I was managing okay, but you th- have things like the water bill where they say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you can spread the cost. You can spread the cost. It's all fine. And, um, oh, you need to check your water meter and you forget <laughs> to check the yeah. water meter. <laughs> and then before you know it, six months' time, there's this bill that is like, hundreds of pounds and you you Mm. can't just work out how did you manage to get to that position and it just builds up and builds up and builds up you know when it's six months time you get a letter say check check your water meter and make sure you do your submission I Mm -hmm. personally young at the time just thought okay don't really need to do that because they told me 20 pounds a month and I can pay 20 pounds before I knew it um the bill rolled up to like 600 pounds a month then um they then tell you and say okay don't worry um Linda we can you can pay um 30 pounds and that will just spread out the cost and your bill will then be paid but you still are using the water so then that Mm -hmm. then turned out to be about three thousand over over a period of time um and I think at that age I wasn't owning the problem and I was Mm. allowing the um, advisors to advise me what was just convenient rather than saying actually no what do I need to do how much am I am I spending can you give me any advice on when I should not be using the water <laughs> or have I got a leak in the house for example that is causing the bill to go up but I, I dare say that from in the first six years of our marriage so I got married when I was 24 um, right up to 30 we were in that stage where we were just going with the flow and trying to make ends meet. Um, mm. and I say, let me just take responsibility because I think it was me because Clint is the type of person that is quite disciplined and mm-hmm. um, quite good with his money. And to give him his due, he 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 was trying to try and put some parameters in there. So okay, no, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be spending this. Let's mm-hmm. make sure we can only do what we can afford I was like oh no I'm sure we'd be fine I'm sure we can get a a higher purchase car I'm sure we can just pay the bare minimum (laughs) and like I said before we knew it it was that but it was probably about 30 where Mm. the bill when I looked back and counted how many um people are owed um because we wanted to buy a house Mm -hmm. um and it my credit file showed me that I had 10 records of um, default um, mm. of payments that I have just ignored. Yeah. And, and therefore, that then stopped us of buying a house because at the same time, I was very keen. I wanted to buy a house and um, I wanted to save up, but I was saving but not paying my bill. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I couldn't buy a house and I just was getting very frustrated Mm. with why is it that I can't buy a house I'm a Christian I'm I'm paying my tithe I'm doing all the right things Mm. but when I stopped and reflected back and I was like well you've got a whole list of people here young lady (laughs) (laughs) that you need to go and resolve the issue (laughs) yeah pay your debt (laughs) before you 
Yeah, there's so much that you said here, Linda, that I just want to go back to. So in that time, as a young person, newly married in your mid-20s with children, do you remember how it felt when you realised how much debt you were in and that you were unable to do some of the things that you wanted to do? Do you remember what that felt like? It was it was it was horrible. So 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 let's just put this out there. We we we, we were in a unique position because we were both in our twenties when we had our first daughter, and then I think two and a half years later we had our first, second daughter. So the position that we were in was quite unique and different. So we had to work twice as hard to live the life that we wanted to live because mm. we were both still quite determined. Although these these beautiful blessings were a unexpected blessings they weren't planned mm-hmm. um, and because we were both quite determined it was starting life together in the mid-20s with two dependents um, and trying to figure out how we can make this work um, so it was frustrating mm-hmm. it was it was hard um, mm-hmm. It was horrible some at times, although you've got these two young kids looking at you thinking, okay, <laughs> let's make this a fun time. Um, but 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 God, so, so God kept us, and then I'm so yeah. grateful for the faith that both Clint and I have. There was a time that we didn't have a car, and Auntie mm-hmm. was gonna walk to church from one estate to the other 30 minutes, and we walked. So it, when I say it was horrible and, and all those things, that's the feeling on how we felt. Mm-hmm. But I think our faith pushed us through the difficult season, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think just listening to your story as well, it's that faith that pushed you through those difficult seasons that gives you the anointing and the courage, I think, to share your story. Um, but one of the things that you mentioned as well that I just want to touch on is obviously now you've got two beautiful children. Um, and I was going to ask you, is there anything you would have done differently in your teenage years to um, perhaps prevent the situation you found yourself in, but maybe you want to share that from a point of view of advice that you would now give to your children, maybe. Yeah, is there anything that would be different? So look, these girls are, I, I call them my unexpected blessings. I, they're, they're, they're amazing, they're absolutely amazing, and, and I'm quite a, a reflective person. So is there anything that I would do differently? First of all, maybe we wouldn't have sex before marriage. Let's just call it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's not do that. Um, but but putting that aside, I'm, I am quite proud of myself. I recently caught up with my mentor, um, who is a HR director at the BBC, and she said, you know what, I need to be at a season where I am enjoying the milestone that I have achieved and reflecting back and all, and all sorts. Um, and, and that being said, I am a very determined person in itself. So I found myself in a situation where I was pregnant in my second year of university, I had two choices. It's either I quit and, 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 and give up on my dream or figure a way out and push through. Yeah. My choice was to push through. And, and, I, and, and, and that, I think it's hooked on the anchor. Again, I'm going back to my faith that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Amen. So I gave birth to Eliana in August and went back to university with her in, in in October so I had an eight week old baby wow. and I went back to finish my third year um and and and, and that I say is, is God but also myself in terms of I've got 
a dream I've got a goal and I need to just figure a way out and, mm-hmm. and, and achieve it so is there anything that I would do differently I think holding strap line and that's one thing I advise my, my, my two girls is just don't have sex before you get married if sex yeah. is good it's good but have it once you're married at mm-hmm. a appropriate time um but they are my unexpected blessings and and I wouldn't I wouldn't change the situation if that makes sense I mm-hmm. it, it was hard it was it's horrible um but I think they have given me also that strength to kind of push things through so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's so lovely and I think one of the things you mentioned earlier as well is that you had a supporting God-fearing husband um, mm-hmm. and one of the things I love about your story is that you know yes you, you found yourself in a situation where you were young parents, you were unmarried, but actually looking at how God has turned that around, it, it really gives hope to other people because there are lots of people that find themselves in that situation. And sometimes they feel as though this is the end for me. I've made a mess of my life. I've done the wrong thing. Um, and that's one of the reasons I just love your story, Linda, because you really do show that God can take any situation that we may look at mm-hmm. as a negative and actually use that to be a blessing to so mm-hmm. many other people. Mm-hmm. So another question I have for you is, do you think coming out of debt, there was something you said about um, taking responsibility. Do Mm. you think coming out of debt was um, down to your mindset? Was it down to you taking responsibility? How did you get to that point where you decided, I have to do something now? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. It's you, You definitely need a mindset and also discipline and make sure that you are um, committed to make a difference again if i'm going to use the example when um we found out that i was pregnant i had two two choices either Mm -hmm. i I stop or i continue so i am quite a determined person um in in nature but i i i again i got a bit frustrated as to i was very determined that we we wanted to or we were very determined that we wanted to buy a house Mm -hmm. and i couldn't figure out what was stopping us of buying this house mm-hmm. a it was our income we weren't earning enough mon- a lot of money yeah. um and then I thought okay maybe I can start we could start saving I don't know 200 pounds or 100 pounds each month and little by little over a period of time whether it was five years I could get to the deposit that I needed to get to mm-hmm. but then there was one thing that was holding us back was this the stuff on our credit file so what I literally did and I've got I've got it here is I I wrote down, I don't know if you guys can see it, but I wrote oh, down yeah. a list and on my wall, a list of all the stuff that I, I owed. And I gave myself a little timeline of actually how long realistically am I going to um, save up to, to, to pay the debt back or give them a call so we can come to some sort of an arrangement to say, look, I am going to pay this amount of money mm-hmm. and you are going to take the stuff off my credit card. Let's come to that kind of deal. Um, so I think it's both to answer your question is discipline and also the mindset. Um, mm-hmm. If you're disciplined and committed that you are going to make some sort of a difference or you're going to um, or, or you want something, you, mm-hmm. you, you do whatever you in, in, in your might to, to, to get the stuff that you want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so even if your mind, you don't have that mindset, if you've got discipline, you can achieve that. I read a yeah. book that said actually it takes 21 days to to, yeah. to break a habit or to form a habit. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess my challenge to you all is give yourself that 21 days. Mm-hmm. If it means of 
you changing or actually writing things down, just stick to it for 21 days and then it becomes a normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the fact that you have, uh, not only that you wrote down the um, debts that you needed to repay, but when I saw those lines going through, <laughs> what a blessing of Amen. how God helped you and you had the determination to just cross them off. Um, and so would you advise other people who may find themselves in a situation now where they're in debt, it's overwhelming, would you advise them to do something similar? Did that help you? Yes, I think you need to face it because um, it's yeah. easy to just hide away and pretend, you know. Um, social media, I think part of your introduction, you said that the social mm -hmm. media, it's some people are, are honest and, and, and they tell people what the real deal is. But the majority mm -hmm. of guys, not sure whether it's absolutely the real <laughs> the real truth on, on what's happening in, the, in their home or, or how they really are feeling. So for me, my first my first point of action for, for me was actually owning, looking at it and, and, and say, actually, this is terrible. Yeah. 17,000 pounds, that's a lot of money, a mm. lot of money. That's so a deposit me, in some places. That is a deposit, <laughs> it's a whole deposit. So it's writing every single thing down. So I wrote down who I owed, how much mm. it was, when I defaulted. Um, and also how long it would take for this default to wipe away from my credit file. Yeah. And, and, and when I spoke to the advisor, who I spoke with, what we've agreed and mm -hmm. honoring your, your promise to the company. So mm -hmm. if I'm looking back here where I said, okay, by June, 2018, I would have settled whatever it was with Santander and June 26, 18, I, I dealt with that issue. I can see here that I send an email on the 13th of January, 18. So I literally, every step of the way, I was kind of holding myself to account. Say, you yeah. said, Linda, you wanted to do this in 2018. And this is what you're going to do to achieve that. So uh, mm. that's, that's really great advice. Did you speak to, um, I know I've got viewers who are in different countries, but in the UK, I know that there are support um, organisations that can help people. Did you go down that route at all? I personally didn't go to down that route, but okay. um, I am signed up um, with this gentleman in the UK called Martin Lewis. So every Wednesday he sends helpful emails and tips um, with guidance on how you can manage your finances. But I also am aware that um, the Citizen Advice Bureau, there's, there's loads of information up there. So I guess my advice is, first of all, own the fact that maybe you are in debt. I think if the first thing is to really take responsibility, but mm -hmm. don't be afraid. Um, Citizen Advice Bro gives you loads of advice on, on, on how to go about it, but most importantly, companies itself. So give them a, go a call and say, you are aware that you owe them, I don't know, 100 pounds. How can we come to an agreement where they can help you, where you are actually chipping away that debt um, over that period of time? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I'm just conscious that, you know, we're living in a time where a lot of people have found, them, have found themselves in debt for various different reasons. Um, you know, the effects of this global crisis, people are still struggling to get themselves back on their feet, um, redundancies, all types of different things, you know, making decisions like getting a car on higher purchase or taking out a loan or a credit card. Um, and I really think that you have you are somebody that has gone through that process and now come out of it. So what advice would you give to somebody who is currently in that situation, but is at a point where they literally cannot see the way out and they just feel 
as though this is the end for me. There's nothing positive coming after this. What would you say to that person just to encourage them? So my advice would be is there is hope. So don't feel that actually you are in so much depth and nobody is there that can help you. There is definitely hope. So my first point of advice is speak up. Mm. Speak to somebody because there's always somebody that you are or the person you may well uh, are speaking to is connected to somebody else that could help you. So whether it is speaking to the Citizen Advice Bureau or calling the um, the company itself, or actually some friends <laughs> or people who are older than you. Um, I know as young people, we, we sometimes get embarrassed and we don't want to speak to those who are maturer than us. Um, but they may have got some good wisdom that they can actually help and guide you. Um, I, I I love to speak to people who are um, older than me because I just value their advice and, and, and guidance in life. Mm. So, again, a few trusted people, because, again, you don't want to kind of blare it out to everybody. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm 25 and I owe £17,000. That's not necessarily a good look. So do you speak yeah. to people that can speak life into your situation, that can hold you to account um, and um, support you support you, and also pray with you mm. whilst you take the practical steps on working through that journey um, and give yourself a target. So I myself said, okay, within one year, I'm going to have to clear the step off. I made some mm. intentional decisions where um, I left a permanent job and went to go and get a contracting job. Um, where um, And I was again very intentional to say okay I need the money but at the same time I want to advance my um, my skills and my experiences so mm -hmm. the contracting job that I did helped me in my career journey um, and as a return I was getting a little bit more money in and I was quite intentional about okay if I get an extra I don't know 500 pounds um, mm -hmm. a month that's going to go towards um, that debt and painfully I would not buy a bag or I would not <laughs> go to a nice Chinese restaurant, that's my favorite food, um, it would go straight to this debt um, company yeah. and not stay off. It's just having that discipline, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can do without some of these temporary luxuries. I'm, I'm all yeah. for new bags and new shoes and restaurants, but for a season, the sacrifice is worth it. And so, Linda, thank you so much for being so honest and transparent mm. with your story um, and the difficult parts of your story. But actually, I want to get on to um, the positive outcomes. So you are currently sat in your beautiful home <laughs> that you purchased with your husband. And I think, you know, just having this conversation and literally seeing the manifestation of your faith in God, your determination, your discipline, it's just such a blessing to see um, and so again can you just you know there are couples out there who are struggling and thinking you know we'd love to own our own house but mm -hmm. how is this going to happen what advice would you give specifically to um, people who want to get onto the property ladder but are in debt and I know you've said take ownership and take the necessary yeah. steps but in terms of the actual purchasing of the home what advice would you give to those people so again so if you've got debt pay the debt up first because you are, you are not able to go and buy a house whilst carrying that debt you, you may well be able to but you won't be able to get any good interest rates um and there was a season in my life where i was oh i don't care i just want to buy the house and we can manage and we can just do this 
no, 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 no. Um, and if it means waiting a year or two, wait. I, I, I painfully had to wait and um, it, it wasn't a nice wait. But in, in the season whilst I was waiting again, <laughs> I made another, and I've, we've got loose of these, um, and every year we made another like mind map of, okay, this is the house that we want, um, what our budget was going to be, um, what the deposit was going to look like. And I also put down here, so a little savings plan, so every month how much we would save. Uh -huh. um, and again, I was uh, made aware, and I don't think they do it now, but they had like the help to buy scheme um, where both of us signed up with the help to buy scheme with a particular bank where we paid £200 um, a month. And again, uh -huh. we were quite intentional on what we were spending our money on. Um, we managed to, uh, and I can only give God the glory for this, of, for, for us for helping us being so disciplined um, mm -hmm. over the 18 months um, or so. But we managed to save up a whole deposit of um, 20,000 pounds um, whilst living a comfortable kind of lifestyle um, mm -hmm. and bought a house. Um, my advice would be the new builds, they, they, they look great. However, um, the, there are some 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 perks in place where I just think I'm not sure whether this is the right thing. So do explore um, older properties because you find that people are selling their house because of the, uh, any of their current situation that they may be in and the, the mm -hmm. prices may work out cheaper. So we, we opted not to go for a new built house. We got this house cheaper than a new built house and this house say um detached house we've got a garage we've got a conservatory we've got a decent garden it's oh, come on now. um and 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 it's all for a a cheaper price than a new built a new built house so i'll say dream as a couple put it down what you want and take your time and explore mm. both markets um don't just go for what looks nice um mm. And again, I think that goes back to what you said at the beginning about running your own race. It's not mm. a competition, mm. but I think that there is um, there's just something about using other people's stories and testimonies for encouragement, but not competing with them. So understanding that, you know, Linda and her husband did it in 18 months, but it may take us a bit longer. It may take yeah. us less. But the end goal is what the focus should be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. I'm just more importantly make sure you're financially you it, it's just so important that you don't go in buying a house carrying that debt because uh -huh. the mortgage payment you're going to have to maintain the house to when we've got so out our fence so so it comes with it's not just about oh i, I bought a house and i've uh -huh. arrived no it's another whole other responsibility and because you are a homeowner got to pay for it so, um, <laughs> it's not like I can call the landlord and say oh yeah my washing machine isn't working so it's just yeah. bearing that to mind and, and and taking your time because there's a whole different level um once you own that house mm. so actually I guess even when you do purchase the house there's still a level of discipline that you need to have because something can go wrong and like you said you can't just call the landlord so there's a level of discipline to make sure you have that money just in case you know for mm -hmm. when those life situations do happen yeah, absolutely. 
So you have referred to your faith a lot through this episode, which I think is great. Um, and I don't want you to go without just leaving us a scripture um, for encouragement, whether that's a scripture that helped you through that season of your life or a scripture that you're holding on to right now. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. And it's not even a scripture that helped me through um, getting out of debt or anything it's, it's just been my favorite scripture since day dot and it, mm. it, it just says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways in all your ways in the good and the bad let's acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths and it's very easy for me to say because yes i am in my home and you know but 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 whilst you're going through that disappointment and frustrations and it's okay for you to be frustrated and disappointed mm. just connect back and say god I, I i need you in this situation it says mm. in your word that once i acknowledge you you will direct my path and that's one thing in in, in every season of my life that it's really been quite pertinent to me and, and and has guided me in getting out of debt buying a house um having these kids and, and all sorts really so that would be my scripture that i would give to all of you amen thank you and i'd love it because as you rightly said that scripture is applicable to every aspect mm -hmm. of our lives so thank you so much for being a blessing to us linda and congratulations on coming out of debt raising your beautiful daughters with your husband and having your amazing home and i'm really just so blessed to see how god has blessed you um, and how you now in turn are a blessing to so many people. So it's been great having you on today's show. And, um, you know, I pray that God will just continue to use you to be a blessing mm -hmm. to others. Thank you so much for having me. And I just wish all of you guys all the best. But thank you very much. Thank you. God bless. <laughs>